0: On this episode of Oklahoma Senate On Deck, we get personal. It was Higher Education Day this week at the Capitol, and Senator Treat shares with us the message he delivered to college kids about the transformative change higher education can have on their lives. We also talk some about a bill that Senator Treat passed out of committee that arose from an issue of constituent frauds with And finally, we talk health care. We get an update from Senator Treat about the work that he and Senate Republicans are doing on health care. Now, let's go to the podcast. Hi, welcome back to another episode of Oklahoma Senate On Deck. I'm Aaron Cooper with Senate GOP Communications, and as always, we are joined by Senator Greg Treat, the President Pro Tem of the Senate. Senator, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well, trying to stay awake. I almost took some nighttime cold medicine. <laughs> it's, Not
0: it's, we're, already, we're only in week two, and yet we're all uh, feeling a little uh, low in our energy, so we need to get that vitamin C. We need to get the coffee going. We need to get the uh, rock star or whatever your, your drink of choice is, I it's guess. just that time of year. Yeah. Uh, so it was another be- busy week in the Senate. Mainly, uh, our floor activity started, and we passed the first bill off of the Senate floor this week. So uh, for those f- folks at home who aren't initiated like we are floor work, can you explain to us what that means?
1: Yeah, so the first three to four weeks of every uh, session goes committee work. So right. Senate bills that are filed in the Senate, we're hearing in committee. And then after that, we go to the floor, and we're on the floor a long time listening to all the bills that come through committee. And then we receive the House bills in committee and then uh, floor time as well. Most of the work right now at this time of year is done in committee. That's where the nitty-gritty work is done anywhere where a lot of amendments are made, uh, debates, questions. uh, And this is a really productive time of year for us.
0: It is, and I, I would encourage folks listening at home or watching us on YouTube that uh, find us on social media. We have links to watch the live stream of the Senate. Uh, we're really open and transparent when our uh, committees are meeting, when the Senate is in session. We want you to watch and see how government uh, it works, and we always appreciate input. So uh, you can go online and watch uh, when our committees are in action. You can, obviously you can visit us at the Capitol. but. For most people, it's easier to watch online at home to see what bills are being voted on, uh, what in the committees and and on the floor of the Senate. Uh, And speaking of committee work, uh, this week you had your first um, bill passed in committee, and committee work... And this, your bill this week is a great example of a lot of the work that happens here at the Capitol that really impacts people's lives for the better. And it may not grab headlines, but it's really important. And so, uh, Senator Treat, tell us a little bit about this, uh, your bill that passed out of the Business, Commerce, and Tourism Committee this week.
1: Yeah, a lot of this stuff flies under the radar, but it's really uh, the bulk of our work. Right. Uh, obviously, the budget takes the bulk of my attention and, and a lot of my uh, leadership attention. But these type of bills are why we're here. Uh, I had a constituent who moved to Colorado from Oklahoma a few years back. Her husband got terminal cancer, and their medical bills were well over half a million dollars. Oh, wow. They had to get rid of all their savings, their retirement, just to try to keep her husband alive. And she was a CPA uh ran into financial trouble and mortgage, everything, ended up moving back to Oklahoma right. uh, to be close to her kids and grandkids and wants to continue to work and be a productive citizen. Right. But the cost of reinstating her CPA license, uh, since she once was registered in Oklahoma, right. went to Colorado and came back, would have been $2,400, and it would have been oh, that's a co- huge barrier. Yeah, cost prohibitive. Whereas if somebody had never been registered in Oklahoma, lived in Colorado and moved to Oklahoma, It would have been $300. So I have to give uh, the entity, uh, the Oklahoma Accountancy Board, a lot of credit. Um, Randall Ross, who's their director, worked with me to come up with a solution. That's great. And this changes people's lives. Now she is going to be – assuming we get it to the governor's desk, which I I think we will, uh, she'll be able to be a productive citizen, be able to provide for herself and and not be inhibited from working because of some state regulation.
0: That's awesome. And and you always say and remind people that – a lot of attention is paid to what happens in Washington and the vitriol there and the partisan politics, but state government is where a lot of and most things happen that really impact people's daily lives, and this is a great instance of that where we're impacting people's lives in the positive way. I mean, that would that would be such a huge barrier, and like you said, um, you, you pay the first time you register, you'd pay $300, and then when, if you came out of state and then wanted to come back, I mean... It's, it's so. It much was a loophole.
1: It wasn't, it wasn't intended at any point. A uh, loophole is probably the wrong word. It was an unintended consequence. Right. And we had just never experienced it before. When my constituent brought it to my attention, I said, yes, we'll take care of it.
0: That's
1: great. Uh, brought in the agency. And they were very good to work with. There's a lot of good state employees as well. I don't want to demean the work they do. Of, uh, course, of they, course. They locked arms with me. Uh, we got it through committee, but just uh, again on the process. Then we'll all request a floor hearing, right. and then it's got to go over to the House and go through that process too. Hopefully, we can fast track it to the governor's desk, though, and provide real solutions for real Oklahomans.
0: That's awesome. That's great, and we'd love to hear that. And we'll we'll keep you updated on the 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 fate of that bill as it makes its way through the process. Like you said, I'm sure it'll find its way to the governor's desk by the end of the session. And, and
1: I'm not the exception. I, I'm the rule on that. Legislators love to hear. Yeah from their constituents, they love to be a positive, uh, have a positive impact on people's lives. There's not always a solution at state government. A lot of times, uh, looking to government's the wrong place. But in this area, we were uh, inhibiting her ability to work, and I, I'm proud to be able to lock arms with her and, and find a solution. Well, we
0: said it out to the state of the state, knocking down red tape and inefficiency so that people can, can get to work can earn a living for their family and contribute.
1: Yeah, it dovetails with a lot of the licensing reform we're doing. You know, over the last couple of years, Senator Adam Pugh, uh, former labor commissioner Melissa Houston uh, and several others worked on trying to get some licensing reform because there were just barriers to employment. We don't want to keep people from working. Right. Quite the opposite. We want to get people working. We want get people to be able to move up in their income scale, uh, scale and, and be able to create wealth for their family or at least a, a living.
0: Right. That's awesome. Uh, another reason why it's so busy uh, at the Capitol this time of year is uh, a lot of different groups come to the Capitol and have their day at the Capitol. And this week we had Higher Education Day at the Capitol. And uh, Senator Treat uh, spoke to the college students that were here. A really great message. And so I, I thought it would be great for our listeners on the podcast here for you to talk a little bit about what you told the students uh, for Higher Education Day.
1: Yeah, I'll give you an abbreviated version. <laughs> uh, I grew up in Catoosa uh, and, and played soccer there. I got some sc- uh, soccer scholarships to go to the East Coast, turned those down and ended up going to the University of Oklahoma that does not have a men's program. uh, (laughs) But it was the best decision uh, I've made in my life as far as educational opportunity. Got a tremendous education at the University of Oklahoma. Had to work though, I mean I mowed lawns, I worked in the basement of a bank packaging coins. Uh, several other odd jobs. Worked one, just one night, I don't want to exaggerate it, but at a, well, a factory-making rebar, <laughs> which was uh, Well, fun. you did.
0: For a college, you got up at 5.30 most mornings to work a, a job before class for a college kid. That's yeah. hard to do.
1: It is. Uh, I'm not a morning person still today, but, you know. Well, you I do tried what, to
0: avoid the 8.30 a.m. classes myself.
1: <laughs> you, you do what it takes, and uh, I scheduled so I could work in the morning at the Houston Huffman at the OU uh, gym there. And then I came to Oklahoma City and worked at night, uh, and I spent a many a nights, almost every night, at the library until they kicked us out. And then I went to the student union and worked till two. But my message to those kids that were college kids up here visiting is we believe in you. Um, these people are going to be future business leaders mm-hmm. in Oklahoma. Right. They're going to be uh, future teachers, future civic leaders, future uh, state elected leaders. Yep. Yeah. And I want them to know that it's not all for naught. That uh, go, stick with it, get through, get your college education, uh, improve your lot in life, and work hard. It will pay off. Maybe not always financially, right? But you can make a difference in people's lives, and and the state of Oklahoma believes in you. Know, last few years uh, uh, our budget picture was down right. prior to last year, and higher ed uh, took it on the chin. Yeah, the Senate, uh, along with our counterparts really tried to infuse some more cash last year to get professor pay up, some more classes offered. We're, our, our commitment to higher ed is real, but it's not a commitment to some amorphous institution or right. institutions. Right. It's to those kids that I was able to talk to uh, this week. And, I, you know, it's kind of even though I'm down uh, as far as just not feeling well, it's reinvigorating to see the next generation that cares so much about Oklahoma. And hopefully they'll stay here.
0: Yeah, we want to keep those bright minds here in the state uh, and keep them here working. And, and several of them dropped by our office and the Pro Tem's office, and it was great to see them interested, uh, advocating, knowing, uh, knowing about the issue and, and being passionate about it. Yeah, I got to talk. talk
1: to some kids from my alma mater, OU, and then from UCO, Redlands. Uh, it wasn't because I'm biased. I didn't talk to OSU kids, <laughs> but maybe they just didn't come by my office.
0: Well, n- next year, OSU, if you're listening, uh, send some students to the pro tem's office uh, on higher ed day. Um, before we let you go, um, health care is obviously an important topic this year and, and most years, but this year particularly at the uh, state capitol. And I just wanted to get a quick update from you uh, uh, to tell us how things are going in the Senate. Uh, give us an idea of the of the goals of the Senate and what uh, we're working toward as we address this important issue.
1: Yeah, health care is obviously a national issue that it shouldn't be a national issue, but the national government has taken over a lot right. of it, federal government, uh, through Obamacare or the Affordable Care Act. And when former U.S. Senator John McCain walked onto the floor and cast a no vote on repeal and replace, it was really devastating to those of us that wanted free market health care solutions. So right. we we've been looking. We were holding out hope that we could turn the tide. Thankfully, President Trump and his administration have tried to create some creative ways to work within that system to bring some more free market principles. And as most of the listeners will know, Governor Stitt was out with Seema Verna, who's the head of CMS, the Center for Medicaid and Medicare Services, announcing a plan that the governor's calling SoonerCare 2.0. And we're working closely with the governor to try to find solutions. When you look at health care, it's not a free market. I wish we could get to a more free market. Right. But what we can do is try to create some uh, Oklahoma-centric solutions, and we're trying to lock arms to figure out those solutions. Uh, we're not naive to the fact that there's a state question on the ballot, uh, either this fall or, or summer, uh, either one, uh, that the voters will have a choice to, to expand Medicaid, and, but there's no way in that state question to pay for it. Uh, legislators are left with trying to find a way to pay for right. it. So, we're trying to create as much
0: flexibility in it. That's uh, the key word flexibility. Yeah, um, yeah.
1: There's two things in healthcare there's outcomes and there's cost. And yeah. we'd like to be able to control costs and we'd like to be able to have better outcomes.
0: Because things change um, in healthcare the, on costs or outcomes or the health issues that Oklahoma faces now may be very well different 10, 15 years from now. But um, if that's in the Constitution, the f- future lawmakers, policymakers won't have much flexibility. Yeah, the, the
1: state question embeds it in the Constitution and specifically uh, forbades the legislature from cr- being creative. I mean, yeah. it doesn't say you shall not be creative. Right. But once it's in the Constitution, there's absolutely right. no flexibility in the, yeah. the delivery model. And to think that we're operating off a system that was really created pre-World War II uh, and, and hasn't had a whole lot of adjustments – uh, we need to be innovative. I hope we can be leaders. I hope we can. Yes. Uh, our health outcomes are uh, undesirable and unacceptable, and we are committed in the Oklahoma Senate to try and improve, the, improve those health care outcomes, increase access in especially rural right. Oklahoma, underserved urban areas, and, and try to get, uh, you know, we, we unfortunately lead on diabetes, hypertension, Obesity, Smoking rates. Heart disease, everything that you don't want to lead in, right. uh, we're leading in. We have an opportunity now uh, to try to transform Oklahoma for the next generation, and, and we're excited about the opportunity to engage fully in it. We've been engaged over the last— well, I was going to say a, it's just
0: a question that is is posed to you a lot from members of the media or or from constituents is why hasn't the legislature or previous administrations done anything in Oklahoma in the last ten years? There have been ideas tried; it's just nothing has gotten to the finish line, and there's been action at the federal level that kind of made that a moot point. Yeah,
1: and, and the system has worked against us some. I, I've created uh, two bills uh, over the last four or five years to create innovation, where if somebody goes to a all-inclusive payment system. So let's say you have to have gallbladder surgery and you go price it and you find a cheaper alternative. I have a bill that if you're a state employee, you don't have to pay that copay. Uh, But unfortunately, the state bureaucracy worked against the implementation. So it took us two or three years to get that finally implemented. It was based on a plan here in Oklahoma County uh, that Oklahoma County already did. And it was saving them a tremendous amount of money. Uh, Innovation is out there the system is rigged to, to fight against it. It is, yeah. And we have an opportunity right now to really shake things up and to, to improve our health outcomes and hopefully bend that cost curve. Uh, the cost curve is in healthcare, as is anyone who owns a small business knows. Right. Anyone who looks at their paycheck knows. It continues to go up year after year, and we've got to find a way, not just as Oklahomans but as Americans, to try to bend that cost curve.
0: It's, you know, the story you told earlier relates to that about the constituent bill. That family went through a a medical crisis and and it hampered them. And that story is so common. So uh, addressing the cost issues will certainly be an important issue for. Yeah, we've
1: got uh, bills out here on price transparency, surprise billing. Uh, We had PBM issues last year. So uh, we are working diligently to try to find uh, Oklahoma centric solutions.
0: And, and being someone that's behind the scenes that gets to see it, it really is exciting and, and the hard work and the innovation, the creativity going into it. So I think, like you said, soon and in, uh, in the coming weeks, um, it'll be exciting to be able to talk more about these things uh, here on the podcast. So looking forward to that. Well, we've covered uh, several topics here. Uh, anything else you have before we uh, sign off on this episode of the, of the podcast, and
1: No, I just appreciate people tuning in. Send us your questions. I want to know what's on people's minds share this with your friends. Uh, We try to get in-depth on some issues, and if you want us to get more in-depth, I'm always happy to talk about the details of the issue, just if you want to listen or not. (laughs)
0: Senator Treat likes to to delve into the weeds on the issue, so if you have a technical question, don't be afraid to uh, send it in. We'll try to get to it as much as possible. We're excited. We're on several podcasting platforms, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music Podcasts, uh, Spotify, We're trying to get out there where people are listening so that we can inform them about what's happening at the legislature. Like you said, they can email us on deck at oksenate.gov. That's an email straight to the podcast here and let us know what topics, what questions you have, um, any any other issues like that. If you can't hear us uh, or anything like that, if we had an audio issue, let us know. We're always trying to improve and strive to get better. Uh, That's it for this episode of Oklahoma Senate On Deck. We appreciate your time, Senator Treat. Thanks for sharing the update with us. Uh, thank you for listening at home, and we hope you join us next time on Oklahoma Senate on Deck.